capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is David Carmichael again, and this is the Caption World Podcast, and I have a special guest, man. Um, he goes by the name of Willie Evans, a.k.a. Clutch. What's going on, man? Yo, yo, yo. Just blessed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thankful for everybody um, that's watching and going to view it. Like I said, um, my name is Clutch um, from Rochester, New York, and yeah, just be living my best life. That's what's up, bro. So how was your day today? It was good. It was long, but you know, get through every day. That's right. That's right. So uh, I've been knowing um, Clutch for a minute, man. Um, I think we met about when was that? Was it like in the summertime? Yeah. So we met. Um, actually, we met at the um, the Mind Your Business pop up shop. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we first met because you was it was you and your people, and they was talking about doing a fashion show. And um, they had reached out to me to be in the show. And then um, after that, I was in. Oh, actually, then we linked up for the um, the Balls for Scholars tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a part of that. So I appreciate you coming out for that, supporting the basketball it was tournament. School Supply Drive. Most definitely, bro. So, um, and then after that, we had, um, you had the 360 fashion show, which was that. The um, Hampton Marina Hotel. Yeah, the Hampton Marina Hotel. And um, that turned out to be a success. Had a lot of good designers, um, a lot of good performers, you know, good food, good drink. It was a real good event, man. So um, I was looking forward to what you got going on next, man. So um, I had to get you on the podcast. You can just talk about all the things you got going on in your life. And um, let us start off by, you know, how you was raised, how you grew up. Um, let's give them a little background on that. Um, like I said, Rochester, New York. Uh, not too many people know too much about that. Um, it's in upstate New York, so it's near Syracuse and Buffalo. Um, what you guys, what a lot of people might not understand, is actually um, the sixth poorest city in the nation. Uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of stuff like that. Um, a lot of violence. Uh, we actually have a higher crime rate in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. If you know anything about Rochester, I can educate a couple of folks. Uh, Syracuse and Buffalo is country. Rochester is a straight city like like New York City. The reason is is because in the 80s and 70s, something a big company went there, which caused a lot of people to go there to work. It was something called Kodak. Mm-hmm. So y'all know that without Kodak, you wouldn't have your phones today because Kodak produces the camera lens for your phone right. to this day. They copyrighted it. They were the first to invent the lens with the Kodak camera, and that was the first camera ever invented. So that caused a lot of urbanization in Rochester. So it became a big city. Kodak was a huge company. Supplied everything in the United States and more. And that was um, a big thing that came about. And that's exactly how my mom moved down there. She moved down to Rochester from D.C. to work at Kodak. And that's how my dad moved down there because of a lot of construction, buildings to build, stuff to produce, all that. He did uh, a lot of work there. So that's how they met. So without that, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, my girl with two parents. Both my parents are older. My dad's 81. My mom's 62. Mine's a master sergeant in the Army. My dad, like I said, did construction on his life from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, grew up with 
good teachings, a lot of wisdom, but a lot of freedom. Um, was able to have free will, make mistakes, make good choices, all in the yards, 10 yards. Um, schooling was always good. I went to every type of school, from a charter school to a private school to a public school mm-hmm. to a Christian school. Went to all four schools. Uh, graduated from a public school, both from elementary school and from city <coughs> school. Um, played basketball, um, got recruited, played all over the country, AAU ball. Um, it set up a good foundation for me, I guess, Rochester, New York. And, yeah. That's what's up, bro. So, um, you end up going to Hampton, mm-hmm. correct? So, um, what made you want to go to Hampton, you know, coming from Rochester, New York, coming all the way to down to Virginia? What made you want to make that choice to go down to HU? I got accepted into every college I applied for when I was in school, all mm-hmm. 14. I decided, cool. Let me, um, let me decide what college. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I got accepted into Ivy Leagues, and then twelve other regular schools, three HBCUs, I believe, or four, three or four, um, and that was that. And it was a choice between Hampton or Harvard. Um, I actually my friend, my senior, my junior year, uh, was my junior senior year of high school. Harvard came to my school and interviewed me. My principal shut down the whole school during that time. They were there. Damn. Just for me. Right. That's what's uh, up. That was like a big culture shot. Uh-huh. It got a lot of positivity. It got a lot of backlash. It was what it was. Um, But I decided to go to Hampton because when I went to Harvard, I didn't like the environment. Everybody was for themselves when I went to Hampton. I seen like clicks. I seen like a college. You know what I'm saying? I right. seen like wait, you know what? Also, um, my major was criminal justice. DC was right around the corner. Cardinal Virginia was right around the corner. Uh, so like the scenery, Virginia Beach, and you know, can't lie, Hampton has some beautiful girls. So went to Hampton. <laughs> was it also because it was a HBCU? Yeah, historically like black college. Yeah. Seen around, being around just black, uh, black excellence. That's right. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. So, um, so what did you study when you went to um, HU? Criminal justice. And uh, what made you want to do that again? Um, I always did martial arts while growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I always watched Law and Order. I watched Walker Texas Ranger. Um, I watched a lot of shows like that, and I also wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So, um, I see that you have like an entrepreneurship type, um. Um, aura about you like you always want to you always up and going to get it you do a lot of things um can you like touch on some things that you do right now right now it's a big planning stage 2020 is going to be an epic year um what i've done in the past really necessarily don't like to look back at it because now i just got to do more in the future uh from successful events to community events, to public speaking, more public speaking, to giving hope to youth, like that whole nine yards. Um, I think uh, we got to stand with entrepreneurship. It's a non-quit mentality you have to have. Right, exactly. Um, It's a grind you have to have, and 
a schedule you have to have. And that's why I'm pushing for um towards. Um and that takes discipline. And it takes time to acquire discipline. Uh so what I have coming up is some big things. Uh, one thing I can't say I have coming up is a podcast. Um and that's gonna be called um C four. Okay. Because we're going to explode, but the podcast itself is going to be called Universal Ignorance. Because ignorance is a lack of knowledge, and it's universal. And a lot of people don't know what that word truly means, and they get offended when someone says it to them. But everybody is in some aspect of life. Most definitely, bro. We don't all we don't know everything. Yeah, so, so. We're all ignorant in some type of fashion. <laughs> yeah, so. and, but people don't like when you construct it when you say it to them. Um, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And um. Like I said, I, I'm also going to start teaching foreign exchange classes about the foreign exchange market because I trade in the foreign exchange market. So um, starting in um, January, January, when everybody get back to school, every Wednesday at ODU campus, me and my boy um, Tay will be teaching classes. Um, I also am um, trading on foreign exchange market starting in January with my girl. Uh, she has her own um, nail Tech. She's our own L Tech. Um, she's about up. to graduate from school um, and do her thing, you know. So I'm just focused on that. Her ad name is Living Life underscore as me. Uh, Mine is Andy's Clutch. Um, so I'm just getting that stuff situated. Um, hope she passed that test. That'd be January 1st. Start everything big. Get my security license approved, all that. Start my security company. It's just a lot in the works. It's going to take time. That's why I said 2020 is going to be a big year. A lot of travel, a lot of uh, money making, a lot of prosperity. So, just waiting on that aspect and putting things in motion to succeed in that aspect. Um, so, with entrepreneurship, that's gives me time to be free. I have to depend. I'm free to do. I have free will at this point. Um, and that's what it's all about. Most definitely, bro. So can you shed a little bit of light on how somebody that wants to go into the foreign exchange market, um, you know, how can they get into it? Um, first of all, let's explain what it is first. Okay, so the foreign exchange market is separate from the stock market. There are two markets that banks, big institutions, global companies all trade on. There's two ways of income where money makes money for you by predicting and uh, uh, examining charts. How does it work? It's all strategies. It's all time. It's a class. It's the only class you're probably taking. You get paid for it. Uh, And that's some true stuff. Uh And it's lucrative, which means you can make any amount of money. The more money you have in the account, the more money you can make. Right. Um, But people I feel like in our community we focus on big gains rather than small gains gradually mm-hmm. and that's where the focus has to shift uh, with that being said um, how did you get into it um, hit me up um, I do it through our markets live but I also just teach people how to trade on their own because you could do it on your own uh, learn how to trade on your own without the tools but having the tools is just easily Accessible to you is so easy. Um, other than that, like, it's not hard. Like, I like to do one-on-one sessions. I like a personal relationship. 
when I'm teaching somebody how to trade, um, that trust factor is a big thing. So would you say, um, you said, you know, it's a small gain at first. So basically somebody needs to be patient. If they're looking to make money, they got to be patient. It's not money. like I get, I get rich real fast scheme. You got to no. really put work into it and really be patient, let, let it develop. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in our generation want to get money fast. That's not the thing. If you focus on growth in your 20s, if you don't go to school or say you graduate from school at 22 and you make 22000 a year, but you're also an entrepreneur or you make 25000 or 30000 let's say 30000 and well, 25000 let's say 25000 and then the next year, you make 25000 a year, but you're also starting your own business, investing. What if you want to make 25000 You know you're going to make 25000 the next year automatically from your job. What if you may want to make 25000 with your business? So now your goal is to make 50000 or just 50%, so 37000 If you do that every year and you just grow and keep saving and keep saving, by the time you're 30, you'll be close to a millionaire. Most definitely. But we think about big gains, <clears throat> capitalizing fast. It's not about that in life. Who are you trying to impress? But I notice people need to see something to believe it. So we do have to show people that in order to believe it. But also, it's like the aspect of how like life life is in general. Like we all expect things to just happen for us. Mm-hmm. When it takes time to for things to happen. Right. Yeah, because sometimes it seems like we, as people, complain about being in a certain, um, in a certain, I guess, phase in our life, and we want to change it. Like maybe somebody that's working a nine to five doesn't want to be in a nine to five anymore, and they, they think it's not fair because they see people that's making more money than them. But at the same time, you got to put that work in and get yourself out of that situation. If you want to be financially free, you got to put the work in. Um, I mean, it's not going to happen uh, overnight, but you just got to, you know, link people that's trying to do the same thing you're trying to do. Um, it's a lot of different things you can make money in and have your own business and do your own thing with it. Um, I guess we as people just need to, you know, put the work in and know that everything's not going to happen overnight. And um, I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and he's very inspirational. And he says a lot of good things in regards to just being financially free, being an entrepreneur. Um but it's also a lot of things that you can do that you might not realize that you're doing, you know, because as far as we say, we don't have a money to do certain things. We always, you know, we got to pay bills. We got to do certain things. But he was like, you really look at your financial situation and what you're really spending money on. You'll realize you're really spending money on a lot of BS and you can cut a lot, a lot of stuff out of your of your spending budget. You can end up having more money end up, and end up saving more money. And that can help you put money into other things that you want to make more money off of, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's just all about how much dedication you're willing to put into changing your lifestyle. And if you really are about it, because a lot of us just talk and say, we want to have a change in our lives. But when it comes to doing the work, we get scared and fall back. or don't want to put the work in, you know what I'm saying? I don't see people live in their car, bro. Some people seen, don't want to do that though. Some I don't people. see people. <laughs> I don't see people like. I, it's crazy to think like somebody could really live off of having a job, making money, 
living in a car for like probably let's say somebody lived in a car for like three months. You know what I'm saying? Just three months. And they had a gym membership. That's that's fifty dollars a month for a gym membership, right? right. But they have a hundred percent accessibility to take a shower whenever they want. Exactly. They could take a shower because the gym is twenty four hours. So they don't have to worry about that. They have money for food because they have a job. And they have a car already probably paid off. So with that bill or car, no, it doesn't matter. That monthly bill is nothing close to a rent. All right. So you think about that, the amount of money somebody can save just doing that. But we're so, a lot of people are so content on, or just living in a small shack. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are content on showing somebody, proving to somebody that they're successful. Or that they're doing good. Um, a lot of a lot of people we see out here that's broke or um, homeless or look rich don't be having money. Or the people that uh, might be homeless, they have money, but they're saving it up. It's little things like that we don't look at. We judge a book by its cover. And we're always told growing up not to. Mm-hmm. And when we observe a situation... I stick around a lot and listen to a lot of stuff people say and accept a lot of things people do because when they do it, I don't think about what they did, but I think about why they do it. Right. It's always a why to something. Um, If you're able to understand be understanding of others' opinions or voices, and can humble yourself to allow what they want, and time will tell. It's going to be hard in the beginning. But overall, it's going to be worth it. Because all the life is about is sacrifice. Yeah. It is. Because it seems like a lot of us want to, like I said, we want to make change. But we're not willing to sacrifice and let go of certain things. Like if it comes down to, you know, downgrading your apartment. Or moving in with somebody, like you might have been living by yourself and had a nice apartment, uh-huh. but you know, moving in the lesser nice apartment, getting a roommate, um, Sometimes eating out less, and just doing stuff that's really wasting your money that you think you need, but you really don't need it. And sometimes you just gotta disappear. They say if you really want to be successful, spend a year either alone or with just one person. And just build. Uh-huh. Be in the cut and just build. Yes, sir. Most That's definitely. the way. That's the way to go. Uh, so a lot of things in 2020 that would be different. The way I move with the way other people move. It's just going to be different. Especially. I, uh, coming to me, being only 22. About to be 23. A lot of things have to change in 2020. So starting the decade. You set the tone for this next decade. All those 20 year olds. Yes, sir. Like, you, we have to understand this is a new decade. Uh, and you got to figure out your why. Why are you going to be successful in life? You know what I'm saying? Why are you going to be successful? Mm-hmm. My why, you know what I'm saying, is I got a kid on the way. Like, it's just that's, that is what it is. A lot of people are not accepting or realizing of that. And um, that only push people harder. It's only going to help me, actually. Right. It's going to make you even go 
even harder than what mm-hmm. you're doing now. Like, congrats, by the way, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So it's just little things like that. Uh, people would never know. They see people out here doing what they think is big, but they don't don't they don't know the work they put in to become that person out here. You could be that nigga out here. Clout don't bring you nowhere. People respect you. That brings you a long way. Mm-hmm. Respect brings a long way. You could be in two different gangs. If niggas respect you, they don't do that gang bait around you. Right. It's just life. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Um, you say you're only 22 years old. Shoot. The sky's the limit for you, bro. Like, you're just doing a lot of things at a young age. And um, that's another thing that a lot of us kind of complain about is our age. We think that we don't have enough time to do certain things in life. But like he was saying, like, your 20s is where, you know, it's time for you to grind. And um, even if you're pushing 30 or are, or are 30, it's not too late either. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have been successful at a later age in life. Um, but just know that your time isn't running out. Like, wherever you're at now, wherever you want to be in life now, just start making those moves now. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you have to sacrifice to get there, um, you know, you just got to put that work in. Um, but definitely, you know, utilize your young age and realize that you can make a lot of progress in your 20s. And by the time you get to your 30s, you might be where you want to be. And if not, it's still not too late. At the age of 22... Well, at the age of 23, Jeff Bezos was flipping burgers at McDonald's. Yes, sir. At the age of 23, Walt Disney declared bankruptcy. At the age of 23, Barack Obama was a community organizer. At the age of 23, Oprah was not Oprah. Mm-hmm. No one knew it. It's, it is what it is. Elon Musk. Wanted to be a billion, uh, uh, a millionaire by the age of thirty. That was his goal. At the age of thirty, he was a billionaire. Yeah, everybody has different goals, man. Everybody gets to a certain place at different times too. That's why we can't really look at um, who's doing what right now mm-hmm. because somebody's. I don't, it might it might have took somebody five years to. Become a millionaire it might take somebody ten, might take somebody fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as long as you just still steady hustling and not losing focus of your dreams and aspirations, you can get there. And also, being successful is kind of subjective because you know it. You know, you might have somebody that's a millionaire, um, but you might be making half a million a year. That doesn't mean you're less of a failure. You're a failure compared it's to It's a wise quote that um, Jack Ma said. He said, uh, if you guys don't know the, uh, know who Jack Ma is, he's the um, owner of Alibaba. Alibaba, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he said, <laughs> it don't matter how much you money you make. If you don't know how to maintain money, you will lose it. Exactly. Everybody has expenses. Right. It's people that are in the NBA. It's people that have been in the NFL. People that have been millionaires in their lifetime have had million dollars and dollar broke. If I had a million dollars, I wouldn't be broke. I'm sorry. I would never be broke because I wouldn't care about proving to other people that I have money. Right. So it's that aspect I feel like we have to reach. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Like, 
I know, like, some – I've seen stories all the time of, like, NBA players and NFL players that came from nothing and they finally got that million-dollar contract. And the first thing they want to buy is, like, a, you know, a brand-new Mercedes, a brand-new Benz, whatever they want to uh, – you know, BMW, whatever they want to buy. And it's it's also because, you know, they might not have – they never had a lot growing up. So as soon as they get they get some money, they want to get all the things that they, they couldn't get when they was younger, not knowing that they don't really need that stuff. They can get a better car, but it doesn't have to be, like, the top-of-the-line car. Reebok was about to pay LeBron when he was in high school. Right, even coming out of high school, they're about to pay him ten million dollars. Crazy, not to negotiate with Nike. <laughs> That's wild, and, bro. Or Adidas or any competitors, and he said no. He got signed to a one billion dollar Nike contract. <laughs> right. They also said that Beyonce, she had a gig, she was gonna get paid, but she asked instead of being paid for it, she asked for shares and and stocks in it. She made more money off of that than anything. The people that invested, that um, they was about to pay somebody for Lion King, an actor. You know, they said, no, I want some shares. I don't want to get paid for it. They made way more money. It's it's about that business mindset. Right. Fast money. Well, do I want the money right now or can I wait and have faith in something to get more money in the future? Which exactly. one are you going to take that risk? If I already have money, I'm taking that. You know, cool. I'm going to wait. I don't need that extra money. Cause I promise you, I'm not gonna be living fancy. I'm not gonna. If I can't pay for something three times, I'm not buying it. Yeah, that's a rule of thumb that I heard too. It's two can. times, really. Right, the rule, right. The rule of thumb <laughs> is two times. If you can't buy something twice, you shouldn't buy it. So if you can't buy it home twice, you shouldn't buy it. Right. So. Yeah, man. This is all about financial literacy and just knowing. Um, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that we say are setting us back, but it's not. It's us. A lot of the times, it's us, and we don't really want to realize it's us when it comes to, um, you know, living a certain a certain way. And um, you know, it's a lot of um, the information is out there. Like we live in the age of the internet, where you can just type in anything in Google and find the answer to it. So the information is not. Um, it's not hidden anywhere. Like you can have access to anything you wanna you wanna learn about. You know what I'm saying? That's like with the foreign exchange thing. I know that's a um a thing that can help people, you know, become financially free. And um before also let's talk about that again. Um how is there is there like a fee you have to pay to, to take the class? The class Yeah, to yeah, take um our class fifty dollars. Um, but we also do family deals, we also do couple deals. Couple deals are seventy five. Uh, family deals are a hundred, up to four people. Like, um, it's it's just, um, yeah. Well, rather than the two twenty five, it costs to actually start with the website and all that stuff. Right. That right. I did. So, um, yeah, because some people can't afford that, and we understand that, so we want to break the generational curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, if people want to save money on some weed, they could do that and then learn this skill. If they don't like it, they can do the next month. They could buy their weed again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be hard to even get somebody to do that for for the first time. Like, Thank you. Just don't buy weed just one time. What? I can't do that. What you mean you can't do that? <laughs> That's like when you like, uh, 
you trying to look, look for a job. My people be asking me all all the time, like, you know, I'm trying to get a job in the shipyard, bro. Like, they do drug tests. I'm like, yeah, bro, let's stop smoking. You like, you don't even gotta like stop smoking forever. Like, you can just not smoke just to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know about that, man. That's, what you mean? That's don't smoke for like <laughs> a month or two. Take your test and get in. Was like it's just a lot of things that we complain about. We just make excuses all the time, bro. Like I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. Me neither. Like something as simple as just you know not smoking. But I learned in life everything is not for you to get. Yeah. What's the what's the quote? I might mess it up. We can lead a oh lead a horse to water, you but can't you can't make, make it drink. drink. It. Exactly. You can give somebody all the information, all the tools. Like I can tell somebody like, look, you gotta just go on this website and just apply. It's gonna be this much money, but it's not a lot of money. And then to sign up for this class, you know, get this information. And they'd be like, nah, but I don't know about that, bro. Like they wanna see like a lot of examples of people being successful. But you have all the examples around you, but it's like what else do you need me to tell you to, you know, do this certain thing you know mm-hmm. so but you know everybody's not gonna get it and you can't really be mad at that it's just you just had to you know spread the information as much as you can and hopefully some people grasp on to it and some people are not you know what i'm saying so i don't know man that's what it's all about but um like i said everybody you're doing great things man um you're killing it out here um like I said, I met you way back in the summertime. You seem like a person that's really, a, really a leader, a person that can lead plenty of people. You're very um, open, like to talk, and just like to be around people, and just want to see other people be successful too. Um, so my next question is, you know, how do you plan on capturing the world? With 2020, this is a start. Um, 2020 will be a big start. That's all I'm waiting for. Twenty twenty. So, um, what things do you have planned on twenty twenty again? What 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 the goals class. aspirations do you have? Um, the class to start the class, which is starting in January. Um, also to start the podcast. Also, um, set a foundation where I'm gonna be living. Mm-hmm. Uh, also get a stable job. And um. Try to have a healthy relationship. That's it. That's what's up, bro. So, um, is there any advice to somebody that wants to be like an entrepreneur? I thought we already talked about like a lot of things, but what is one or two things or however many things you have as far as, um, somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur, just have their own business. What advice would you give to them? It's two types of mindsets. It's two types of mindsets. One person. They fell nine out of ten times. It's nine out of ten times they fell. They're like, oh, okay. So it's one tenth chance they're gonna be successful. They look at that as, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, too risky. My money's involved. Too risky. Then the other person, they look at that one tenth and say, oh, I only gotta try and fail nine times and I get it my tenth. Right. It's two different mindsets in life. So what I always hear all successful people say. 
Yeah. How did they become successful? They just didn't quit. Don't quit. Simple as that. It's all about having perseverance, bro. It's like you running, running the marathon. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's, it might seem like a long journey. You might want to quit, but you know, it's a, um, it's a, actually it's not really a finish line, man. The marathon never ends. You just got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Just, um, you can't really look at the, when you run the marathon, you can't really look at the person just, that's might be passing you. Might be people that's way ahead of you, people that's behind you. Just got to be focused on, on where you're going. You know what I'm saying? You got to go at your own pace. You can't try to move at somebody else's pace because once you focus on other people and you start to lose focus on what you're trying to do. And, um, I mean, that's my advice I'll give somebody. Just go at your own pace and just know that keep gathering gathering information on how to make yourself better, um, whether it's just your mental health, your physical health, um, just anything that can help you be successful. You know what I'm saying? Um, try to surround your people with, surround yourself with people that can help you um, get further in life. Don't surround yourself with people that's going to bring you back. Um that's going to prevent you from reaching your goals. You always want to surround yourself with people that can give you different types of um, knowledge and information. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just change. If your circle's not helping you be where you need to be, you might need to change your circle. Um, just keep, you know, researching information. Like, you know, there's plenty of avenues, you know, real estate, uh, foreign exchange, um, anything, man. I mean, we all can be successful out here and, as a community, we have to support each other and know that, you know, we are very talented people. And also, you know, to try to break generational curses of, you know, the black stereotypes in America of always being behind. But, and I feel like it's changing. It's changing slowly, but we're, we're definitely, um, it's a lot of young black entrepreneurs out here that's trying to do their thing. And, um, over time, we can definitely break generational curses that's been placed on us over time. So, like I said, man, I appreciate you coming out here. Um, looking forward to seeing all the things you have going on in 2020 and in the future. Um, definitely got to get you back up here again just to you know keep the conversation going of what you got going on later on in life. And um, like I said, man, appreciate you. You want to give everybody your social medias one more time so they can know where to find you. Uh, my girls is at living life underscore as me. And then mine is at and he's clutch. A-N-D-H-E-S. And then clutch. Andy's clutch. Um, follow me. Stay tuned. Let's be lit. Yes, sir, bro. And I thank you for coming out here, bro. And um, like I said, we have many, many more content to come. Like wherever you have going on definitely willing to be a part of it um willing to support you anything you have going on um as a community in the 757 we had to support each other um a lot of talented people out here so and we all have room to eat um it's not just one spot at the top um definitely plenty of room for us to grow so as you know young black creatives we have to definitely um you know stay stay with each other and just help each other out and uh, like I said, man, appreciate you coming out here. This is the Caption World Podcast, episode 15. And we out. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.
don't give a fuck right now. Mean like for my love, and my car my love. Love gon' set me up, bitch gon' set me up. I'm with Tyler, yo. He ride like the car, and she wicked, yo. Like Wolf Vicky, yo. Oh my God, I'm down that tin, yo. Sorry, yo. Sorry, yo.